Welcome to Pod on You Loons. Pod on You Loons, man. This is uh, this is your friends Justin and Sam back again for now our bi-weekly show. Uh, there's yeah. new we we have news to talk about. We have some stuff to talk about, so I'm excited. First things first, I told you to finish Tiger King. Why yeah, you, you gave me homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I finished my homework, Mr. Justin. I finished it. I took, have a couple of main takeaways here. So first of all, thank thank you for encouraging me to watch it. Otherwise, I think I would have missed out because I don't think I would have just watched it on my own. First point, I, I think it was just, it was a fun watch is what I'm going to describe it as. Right. I think it really was the show we all kind of needed right now, just because <laughs> it was not a big commitment to watch it and watch it all the way through. And then it was just very easy to socialize with people about it. Right. Not not super deep, obviously, but just so bizarre. Right. Like just so bizarre. Yeah. My favorite of uh, of like my three my three takeaways. I want to bring up the music because. Oh, my gosh. Being, being a little bit late to the show. <laughs> I had heard some of those songs before, you know, within like the week or two prior to me watching it. I had heard like right. the, the here kitty kitty or the I saw tiger. <laughs> And I thought they were legit country songs. <laughs> I mean, oh, you thought like you thought people are like these were actual like on K like on the radio country yeah, songs. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, what's what's the country K one oh two? I thought that those That's were the just, Minnesota like, one, yeah. I thought that those were just being spun on K one oh two. Because they're just they're like the generic like shout out like sorry. Sorry anyone out there that is like a country music purist that thinks that that music is great, but like commercial country yeah. is so much like that, you know, it just, well, yeah. and I don't listen to country. So when you right. don't listen to a genre, it all sounds the same. So right. like if you would have, when I heard here, kitty, kitty, if you would have told me that that was Luke Bryan's new song, I would have <laughs> first been like, yeah, which one is Luke Bryan again? And Luke Bryan's new song. Here, kitty, tiger <laughs> and tiger saw man. <laughs> Yeah, you could have told me that that was Toby Keith, or I'm I'm running out of male country stars that I know the name of. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, I mean, I wasn't that shocked by it, but you know that like he milly vanillied it, right? So it wasn't him oh, singing. Yeah. So he, it was some guy in like I looked this up, some guy in like Washington that like made the music for him, and he just totally took it and ran with it. And then, yeah, the, have you watched the music videos? Like, you can, on YouTube, like, there is, if you want to just get away for a little bit, Sam, watch these videos. Like, watch, like, his, I mean, because he has, so he has music videos. You can watch his, like, presidential commercials for when he oh, ran, yeah. ran for president. All this stuff is online, and it's just so, it's 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 him. It's, it's so bizarre, and it's crazy. Well, I'll for sure have to watch his campaign ads. That's... <laughs> <laughs> So you like the videos? What else? What were else were the ta- the main takeaways? Yeah. So I guess I was just waiting, and and again, this comes with being late to being late to the game. I was just waiting for a little bit more crazy to happen, you, you know. And and specifically, I had I had a lot of questions about Carol. Like I just really like this entire time, I was expecting for something just crazy to come out about Carol. Because I, I had been hearing people talk about how crazy she was. And don't get me wrong. Like, I was watching the show and I was like, I don't know if I trust this lady. But, like, think about it. They spent an entire episode on, did 
did she kill her husband and feed him to the tigers? <laughs> like, but they did that without really any substantial proof. <laughs> so, like, I mean, okay, but I mean, there's the moment that I always kind of point to where she, what does she say? She's like, that's insane. Like a tiger, a tiger would only eat a human if you covered him in sardine oil or something. <laughs> like, what? Like, like what? She thought about it, right? Yeah, like she thought, like, or, or Sam. That's what she did. She covered him in sardine oil. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I was convinced, you know, when they obviously like documentaries, right? That that's kind of like the thing about documentaries. Like, usually they're they're trying to kind of corral you into a, a belief or whatever, right? Especially with ones like this, right? You know, obviously we're seeing like a certain point of view, right? Yeah, they like- wanted us to hate Carol, but like, man, there's just so much stuff. Like, number one. The fact that her ranch was essentially like Joe Exotics, you know, until her until her husband disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were just like the the bad ones, all like you know, all these ones that they highlighted that are like these. They're just not taking care of the animals. It's these these greedy guys or whatever running these places, and it just you know, she, I mean, she did like a she did a promotional video on how to raise and breed tigers, right? Like. She was a part of the game. Like she was a part. I guess of I missed that part. You didn't see like that was like, yeah, she, so she, you know, like she was a part of it, but then the story they say, right. Her husband was going to take the operation and move it to, was it Costa Rica? You know, like all of a sudden, like he was going to make this move. He's going to divorce her. And again, right. Those are his people and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man, I think she did it. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer that Carol did it. Now that being said, I don't think, you know, people kind of, villainize her i think they all are terrible but i think she did it so let's let's put you on the spot then and this isn't in the notes so i'm just uh i'm I'm really putting you in the hot seat right now who is uh who is the main guy in making a murderer oh yeah what was his name the scani from manitowoc oh geez anyway did he do it do i think that i'm looking it up it is about avery Stephen avery yes Stephen Avery, yep. Did he do but, it? But this, here's the thing. This goes with what I just said, right? When they make these documentaries, they kind of corral you into a, a belief, right? I have not, like most people, have not done much research on, you know, other than just the Making a Murderer show. After the first season, I didn't think he did it. Like, I think he was a pretty, like a so messed he was up a pretty stand-up guy? <laughs> well, he was messed He was messed. He's messed up. Like, I mean, like, I have relatives, Shout out my relatives that are not, I mean, they're not murderers, right? But like, they're, they're probably as like weird as him, you know, and stuff. But I don't think he, I don't think he did it, but I think they also wanted us to think that, right? Cause that, that whole show is just a, it's an attempt to get him set free. Right. Right. Or to make a story. Like right. people love to get riled up about right. Don't trust something the cop. that they, Yeah, people love to get riled up about what they perceive as an injustice. And yeah, like they definitely found some. uh, I remember watching it and thinking, oh, yeah, they they definitely did not necessarily handle everything the best. But I didn't really see anything that made me think like, oh, yeah, Stephen Avery is definitely this just poor, innocent guy that uh, bad things just keep happening to him for no reason. I, I guess I finished the show thinking that show didn't make me educated enough to have an opinion on if he's innocent or not. Right. But, right. Y- y- you know, similar to Tiger King, like 
the world is just fired up and you, you know ready to be the juries on this based on one uh, one filmmaker's documentary. You, you know, again, it's fun. It's fun as long as you don't take it. You, right. You know, like we're talking about death threats being sent to uh, Big Cat Rescue or whatever and enhanced security over there. And it's it's fun if you take it lighthearted. Just don't send the death threats because that was. <laughs> I guess I guess my my thing and like my biggest beef with him is the just the manipulative nature of Joe Exotic. Right. We can laugh. At, we can laugh about the things he says and how it's funny. Right. But he and I'm not trying to get like super serious right now. But like one of the, one of his husbands, the one that killed himself, like that was a tragic story, you know, yeah. like basically like the, he was just like feeding them meth. Like he got all the weed he wanted. Like this dude was just in a constant, like drugged up state. And right. then he like he accidentally kills himself. Right. Like that's 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 horrible. And like he was a kid like, you know, I, I guess I'm getting to the age too where I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. Right. I'm, I'm almost 32. Shoot. He was like in his early twenties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And all that stuff happened. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, and then, and then he immediately moved <laughs> this, the soap opera part, right? Like he immediately moved on to a new guy. They looked oh, like him. God. They looked like him. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just, Oh, it, it definitely was just a giant CF, right? Like, <laughs> like nothing really made sense. You're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you you have you have two straight husbands now, um, <laughs> two drugged up straight husbands. I love now. their 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 pictures though, the couples' pictures. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> couples, you mean trio? <laughs> or, the, or yeah, like the the yeah the trio picture where they're all kind of like lounging together. Yeah. Oh man, you should recreate that with Sarah and, and Cece. The three. Oh, I, I, I I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't want anything about the Tiger King to remind me of, uh, to, at, at least to remind me of my daughter. <laughs> well, hey, we, we do have some podcast updates. So I, I haven't told you this yet, Justin. We we have two new countries oh, that are tuning okay. in. So nice. previously, outside of the United States, the Netherlands was the only uh, country we had a footprint in. But and we, know, we know where that was more. coming from. Yeah. <laughs> we we mostly know there there's no way all of the plays in the Netherlands are accounted by only James and his uh and his girlfriend but <laughs> shout out James yeah shout out James we should we should have him back on uh we'll get to that oh, later there's there's something yeah. I have actually a question for him about we'll talk about later in the show but yeah we have we have two new countries and again I have no idea why they found pot on your loons. Maybe they're expats. Maybe they're just Minnesota enthusiasts, or maybe they just wanted a favorite MLS team and landed on us. I don't know, but shout out to Ireland and oh. India. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Specifically uh, like the Dublin area and the Mumbai area. We, we okay. gained listeners in both. We'll say listener. It's, it's very few plays, but it looks like it's happened for, two episodes now so okay shout out i'm down with that shout out feel free to reach out to us we'd love to we'd love to hear your story about how you found the podcast or how you found the loons but we're we're psyched that you're here with us so yeah and hopefully you you watch tiger king so you didn't just fast forward <laughs> through that first you know check we're talking maybe in the description i'll actually like put in like the times for when we're talking about tiger king if people just want to skip past that <laughs> Because, yeah, that was close to 10 minutes we were talking about Tiger King. 
I could talk a whole episode about Tiger King if you wanted. But alas, <laughs> this is not a Tiger King podcast. And then two new states. And again, uh, they are unaccounted for. I do not necessarily know where these listens came from, but we have two new states. Our previous states we had a footprint in were Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Kansas, Pennsylvania, Virginia, New York, Massachusetts, and Nebraska. But welcome, Texas and Oregon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome to the show again. Welcome. Don't necessarily know what brought you to Pod on Your Loons, but we love that you're here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Happy to have you. And then, yeah, this the the race for the for the state with the second most listens is on. It's been it's been Wisconsin since about the third episode, but Illinois is right behind Wisconsin. Country Club um, Hills, Country it's Club country Hills, Hill. yeah, Country Club Hills. But also, we have quite a few listens actually in Chicago. Wow. Okay. For, Over for there. Over like they have a team, but you know we're better, right? Well, yeah, and I mean people from Minneapolis moved to Chicago. So That's true. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, thank thank you, Illinois. Now, I want to just because I am still very confused by this, but Trempolo is still showing up for Wisconsin. Uh, Madtown is not. So <laughs> you don't know Madtown presence, huh? Well, I mean it's there, but it it's it's to the point where maybe a Maybe two thirds of our Wisconsin listens come from Trempolo, okay. Which is, uh, which is weird, con- considering I I know I have friends and family in Madison that listen at least occasionally. So, you know, that gives me some context that the Trempolo listens are real and not just you know not just one dude. Right? Maybe maybe we gotta we gotta like somehow get a mailbag going. We gotta get we gotta figure out where all these people are coming from and. Maybe have yeah. them ask us some questions. Yeah. So, I mean, reach out to us. We, you know, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but we do have a Gmail account. It's podloons. So P-O-D-L-O-O-N-S at gmail.com. Reach out to us if you want. Also in the, in the episode description, there is a way for people to record questions and then send them into us. So you could actually have your voice on the show if you want to record a question and ask us or just record a comment being like, Hey, my name is so-and-so and I, I come from Mumbai and yeah, this is my story or yeah, I'm uh, so-and-so from Houston. This, this is my story. We'd, we'd love to hear. That'd be super cool. And even during this quarantine time, if you want us, if you got some sort of, you know, binge watching show thing you want us to check out, let us know and we'll talk about it. Right. For sure. Just not every week, every other week. <laughs> every other week. Give us some time to watch, right? Catch up and everything. But on the off week, and I, I just want to talk about this because this is actually, I am just shocked by this. On the off week, my wife and I are hosting trivia on the Pod on You Loons YouTube channel. So our, our, next, uh, our next pub trivia game will be on May 1st at 7.30 Central. It takes about an hour and a half. We've, we've done two games now, and both of them have had around 100 people directly participating. That's so crazy. And even more watching on YouTube. So like our YouTube channel, even though we haven't actually had Pod on You Loon's content, like the logo is still there and our, our links are still there uh, to kind of try to promote the show. But right. like we're 
you know, we have like hundreds of views after only two games. So, which, uh, you know, like I'm really happy with the podcast listens we have, but they're not at the numbers that the pub right. are at. So that's crazy. And hey, on air production meeting, can we get these videos put on that YouTube channel? Yeah. So Justin and I are kind of talking on a online chat platform. It does not record the video. We uh-huh. could use we could use something where we are broadcasted on YouTube. That that is something we could hook up, but right now we're not actually recording the video. Gotcha. Sure. Next level. That's the next level, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We might we might need uh we might need like professional haircuts and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's quarantine. Yours looks good though. Everything goes. Everything goes right now. You Your, look yours great. looks You're... good. Your shirt doesn't look good, but you look good, Sam. <laughs> Go Paco, man. It's, it's draft day. <laughs> it's draft day. Hey, let's, uh, you know, let's 20 minutes in, let's talk some soccer, all right? Might as well, right? Yeah, and we, we do have legit MLS news. And, you know, we, we said we're doing bi-weekly shows now. So our next show will be recorded around May 7th or May 8th. And by May 7th or May 8th, we might actually have an idea of when Minnesota United is going to be, you know, back practicing again. But just to update everyone on where the MLS is at in returning, originally the plan was to have them, you know, practicing right around now. Uh, Actually, it's April 24th today. That was the original date that the MLS wanted teams to start practicing again so that they'd be ready to play by May 10th. Uh, that has been pushed back that no one was surprised by that. You know, judging by what we see in Germany, it's looking like a possibility that that the teams might actually start practicing soon. So currently, best case scenario would be for games to return closed door by June 8th, which if that was to happen, the teams would probably need to start practicing sometime in mid-May. Again, we're we're going to be recording our next next episode around May 7th, May 8th. By that episode, we may we may have some more solid details, which is really exciting for me. Right. Now, of of course, once games do return, it's almost already confirmed that they are going to be closed door. There's a possibility like the MLB you're hearing about baseball when they're returning about just hosting themselves, you know, in Arizona, Florida, maybe Texas. Right. So teams are just in these isolated communities and they, they go into play. NHL's talking about something similar. NBA is talking about just doing it in Vegas. MLS might do that too. It's just, I find myself a little bit more sympathetic for these MLS players because they're not compensated at the same level as these baseball, hockey, right. you know, basketball players. So Asking an MLS player to spend months without their families when, you know, they're not million dollar players. Yeah, right. That's, that's, I mean, so like the, you know, I'm a big baseball fan and like they've, they're even like talking about changing the divisions for this year, right? So like you said, you know, there's two cities or there's two areas, there's Florida and there's Arizona where they have spring training, right? right? And those aren't like, they're not, division specific and they're talking about having them teams just basically play games in their spring training homes they have to change all the divisions of the league 
and then have everything just be in those two states. Yeah, I'm interested to see what MLS would do. You know, maybe, I don't know where where you would have the hubs, right? Because baseball is different. Like, they actually have facilities in these different places. Right. Whereas I'm guessing MLS would just have to find, like, a just a place, I don't know, somewhere to go. NHL talked about everyone going to North Dakota, which... <laughs> which I think they already backed off on that. They already backed off on, yeah. But I, yeah, I, be- I did read yesterday that NHL might have regional hubs based on division okay. and that the Twin Cities might be a regional hub. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter where they're having the games because we're not going to be able to go to them. I guess when it really comes down to it, I think this is going to happen. I, I think they got to find some solution because from what it sounds like with with just the way, the way that COVID-19, and I'm not an expert, the way that this disease is operating, you know, like we're going to be we're not going to we're not going to go back to what we remember as life as normal for a long time, which is kind of, you know, that's sobering to think about. I think that especially with the sports and how profitable they are and how much money is invested in these things and just how much how much that would be a I, I think, you know, obviously, like sports aren't the most important thing in the world, but I think people people need something to get them through the day. Right. Yeah. And I think sports could be that thing. I'm not, you know, like there's all the ethics on like, you know, people being away from their families, like you said, but I feel like when it, when it all said and done, when it comes down to it, games are going to happen, right. It's going to be, it's going to be, they're going to find some solution. You know, games are going to be without fans and obviously hubs make sense for that. Right. Because you don't want to have all that travel, that travel to go to stadiums when there's no sort of like, you're not filling up the stadium. We'll see what they do. But it's crazy to think that the next time we talk, Sam, we might know something more. Yeah. And refreshing, right? Because for so long, it's just been, we're, we're in this coronavirus and no one really knows when normal will happen again. Right. And we, we still don't totally know, but to just have these like glimpses of hope kind of gives you a light at the end of the tunnel. Like when, when you don't see the end in sight, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot harder to process. Right. And I think, I think that that's, you know, having sports again, I think that would help just everyone's morale. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I know not everyone's into sports, but there's a large, large population in our country that, that, that are diehard sports fans and sports are a huge part of their life. And if we could have that again, I think a lot of people, even if you're still staying at home, even if you're still, we just got the the word from our governor that we're not going to go back. Like we're both teachers yeah. and school is not going to happen as normal for the rest of this year. Right. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be kind of the sheltered in place, you know, whatever that looks like for a long time. But if sports could happen, I think a lot of people would appreciate that. And I think that it would generate whatever ratings and viewership. It's all going to, obviously it would be on television, but I think maybe they don't get the, the, the ticket sales, but people are going to watch. People are hundred percent going to watch. Right. Yeah. And just on a side note, I, I am worried about, so the MLS teams, they won't have their ticket sales and they'll have to, they'll have to survive that. And from what I've heard from people who know more than me, the MLS teams are going to survive this. They're going to survive this coronavirus. NHL, MLB, NBA, they're going to survive. I, I do really worry about USL teams. Right. I, I worry about, you know, other other soccer leagues, Minneapolis City, 
right? Will these teams, because they don't have TV contracts. Correct, right? They don't have that to help them out. Yeah, at, at least not big TV contracts anyway. So I've uh, I've been thinking about them, you, you know, so just if you're somewhere and you have like a, a local, like lower division team, I, I encourage you support them if you can, you, you know, because a lot of these teams, like the owners are doing it for the love of the sport, right? <laughs> like the players are making probably less than you are. You, right. you know, they're, they're doing this, <laughs> they're delaying the start of their actual career to continue like a temporary career in what they love to do. So, right. you, you know, support these guys if you can. Let's move on. I, our last episode, we called Fun With Finance, where we kind of went over just, uh, y- you know, all the financial terminology and roster terminology of the MLS. And I think that that's an episode that we're going to continue to refer to Justin, I think we did, not to toot our own horn, but I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, it was a nice, quick, short episode. And I right. think it was, I don't think it was too dry, but I think if you listen to that episode, you're going to, you know, you're not going to have as many questions about GAM and TAM right. and DPs and Generation Adidas and all that, all, all those confusing nuances of the MLS. Uh, just quickly, let's, let's talk about finance again. The MLS does have a proposed pay cut. Let's just talk about it quick and how it might impact Minnesota United. Commissioner Don Garber, the league and the MLS Players Association, which is the players union, they have uh, begun discussions about a pay cut that could be as high as 50% for a large chunk of the league's players. Depending on the amount of games that are actually played this season and if fans are going to be present or not, players could be taking a 50% salary reduction. Now, there there is some good news. 50% is what they're calling the worst case scenario. So that would be if no games are played, worst case scenario, players are asked to take a 50% pay cut and no player taking a pay cut would make less than $100,000. So here's my question for you, Justin. When people talk, say, Premier League pay cuts or any other league where they make just obscene amounts of money, I like those guys, but I really do not care how many millions they make or do not make. Like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Right. I don't want them being taken advantage of by the owners, but I'm, I'm really not going to lose sleep over it. But our MLS players, they're making significantly less. They're making money where it's a lot more than like you and I make, but they only get to have this job for a handful of years. Correct. You're right. And they're definitely not making enough money, not all of them anyway, to just be set up for life. Right. So do we feel any sympathy here? I I definitely do. I, I think that we can't look at the MLS like, we can't look at it like the other leagues where you know, like I think the veteran minimum in the NFL is like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Like that's that's a ludicrous amount of money for the normal everyday person, right? Obviously, right. Like when you talk about it, it's you know they're not obviously going to sustain this career for a while, right? That could be the rationale for why the the pay is so much. You know, they have kind of a window they're operating in. But when you know you think about the MLS numbers, you know Forbes reported the average MLS player they make over you know, 412,000 a year in 
2018, right? That's when that statistic was made. You know, but the median, right? I'm a math teacher. Think about these these math numbers, right? The measures of center. Um, the median was 179,000. So what that means is there's a lot of guys in MLS that are making way more than everybody else, right? Median is is if you if you put everyone in a line, and then who the middle guy? How much is he making? They're making 179,000 dollars, right? The average is so much higher than that. That shows that there's just the people at the top of the hill that are making way more money than other people in MLS. Yeah, the, you know, the comes, Yeah, right. The chicharitos, the you know, Zlatans and all those guys, they're making so much cash, right? You know, but a third of this league makes less than a hundred thousand a year, right? right. And again, I mean, that $100,000 is a lot of money. You know, people that are listening, that's we understand that, right? But yeah, I definitely I definitely have sympathy for MLS compared to most other leagues in the United States. Yeah, and and honestly, one of my favorite parts about the MLS is I I am someone that gets a little bit turned off about just the obscene amounts of money. You, you know, I want these guys, they've worked hard, they deserve it they don't have a large window for which they can make this money. And I do believe they are putting, they are putting their long-term careers on hold uh, in order to continue playing. Right. So like, you know, while I do, I want what's best for the players. Part of me appreciates watching the MLS and just seeing how it hasn't been just corrupted by just this obscene amount of money. Like where we're, Right. We're, we're talking about players making more money than they ever need. That is a little bit refreshing about the MLS. And yeah, I, I'm kind of with you knowing that these guys don't get to play forever. I, I do feel a little bit sympathy. Um, then again, I know that this, this time that we're in is hard on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't impacted my family yet, but it still could. And I know it's impacting a lot of people. So, you know, I, I, I get that the MLS players are not excluded there. Yeah. So, Justin, I've talked about how next time we're recording, which will be about a week into May, we could definitely have some legit sports to talk about. Actually, the, the German Bundesliga actually has an early May return. They're talking about May 9th. We could have top tier european soccer going on that is easily viewable in the united states they they have a couple of uh factors that go into this so the the german bundesliga has been a little bit more open about how financially many of their clubs are struggling so you you can see the motivation they have for returning early may and basically being you know the most significant league in the world to resume their events that's going to bring in a lot of global viewership and revenue that they wouldn't otherwise have in a year when, let's face it, all of these leagues are losing substantial amounts of money regardless of when they resume. Also, Germany seems, compared to their European neighbors, they seem to have the most expansive testing system for COVID-19 in Europe. Here, here's the question I have for you, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm psyched to hear that the German Bundesliga is returning and I'm not going to have to watch the Belarusian Premier League anymore. But is it right for professional athletes to have access to these tests, which it's it's going to be hundreds every week? 
is it ethically right for them to have this access when the normal people, you know, the average, you and I don't have access to testing. So is, is it right that for the sake of returning the Bundesliga, we're giving access to these tests to these, you know, rich and famous athletes? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get, I mean, obviously, like, the goal isn't to get really political on here. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's really hard for me to to think the to think about, you know, the lengths that at which these sports leagues take to like make this stuff happen. And like, I, I mean, obviously it needs to happen, but like what it sounds like there is such like a shortage of testing. And I know maybe Germany is different than the United States, but you just hear these stories about how hard it is to get these tests, but then like they just magically appear, right? That just is really disheartening to me. I understand that these, these leagues are money makers. They need to happen. They need to happen, you know, for the economy, for, you know, for all this stuff. But it is kind of disheartening to me that they have access that the average person doesn't. But again, right, that's not that's not my decision. What about you? So I'm I'm trying to think about this from the perspective of a loyal, lifelong fan of one of these teams. Let's say, you know me, I love the Wisconsin Badgers, right? I've been a been a Wisconsin Badger fan since I was a baby. You know, there's pictures of me, you know, wear, wearing a shirt with like little Bucky, little onesie with little Bucky on them. If I was in this situation where it was like, okay, the Badgers need to start playing again. Otherwise, this long-standing tradition that's been around for just generations, this long-standing tradition will go away if the Badgers don't get started again. But here's the option. We divert some of our testing resources towards the players, make sure that they're all safe to play, make sure that, you know, all, all the staff and stadium staff and team staff, make sure they're all safe to safe to be there. And then we let them play. And the rest of you, you get to all watch it on TV and kind of get a little taste of what you're missing. And then again, your team is safe. Your, your team gets to survive. You know, that that makes it sound a little bit different than if you just say, oh, we're going to give these scarce resources to professional athletes so that their owners can make a lot of money and so that they can keep getting these, you know, million dollar paychecks. Telling it from that perspective does make it sound different. I think it's just a so from my perspective, it's just a very tough. There's a lot of gray area here. This is definitely experience that none of us have had before right and you know I, I think the leagues are kind of in the same boat yeah it's tough now if the bundesliga is back going by the weekend of may 9th i don't think you're a big bundesliga fan i definitely am not i guess i i ever since uh hertha berlin came in uh came into alliance and then went into madison i have followed them on twitter and facebook but i can't really say i'm a hertha berlin fan i i might be sympathetic to them, but I'm not a big Bundesliga viewer, but I am definitely watching on me. Right. If they are I'm, in, I'm in the same boat, right? Like I have, I have reservations, but if there's, I mean, that's the hard part, right? Like if there's sports on, if there's soccer's on soccer, I'm going to watch it, you know? Right. I, I miss that. I missed my Saturday mornings yeah. of watching the random game. You know, that's what I was doing anyway. Right. So I'd, I'd, I'd watch some, I would definitely watch some, some Bundesliga game. Right. It used to be at like, 6 30 on a Saturday morning, I'd hear my daughter and I'd be like, all right, I guess it's time to watch. Uh, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess it's time to tune into NBC and see, see which game is on. But now, now when my daughter wakes up at 6 30, I'm like, oh, go back to bed. 
I, you know what? Side sidebar. I think this whole COVID thing is going to ruin my ability to wake up early for school for for so long. We our our school day started at seven thirty, and like I don't have to start school now until eight thirty, and all I got to do is roll out of bed and go to my computer chair. Right? Like, oh my gosh, it's hard for me. <laughs> it's hard. I know I don't have a kid, right? That's different, but it is hard. Yeah, for sure, man. I was bittersweet that we found out this week that we were for sure closed for the remainder of the school year because I want to get back. I do prefer the lifestyle that I had before COVID-19 where, you you know, where I got to go to work and see people, people that I like on a daily basis, you know, interact with the students that I like on a daily basis, my colleagues that I like. But I've definitely yeah, developed some bad habits that I'm, I'm not just ready to just give up, you know? <laughs> but yeah, Bundesliga is looking like it's going to be the first of the European leagues to come back. Again, as early as May 9th, which... So by the time of the next podcast, we, we could be previewing the return of the Bundesliga. The Premier League, it looks like it's aiming for a June return. And it looks like it's just going to be like this condensed month and a half of just soccer in England. And I think that that sounds like just TV gold. I am so psyched for just this World Cup-esque Premier League. That sounds so fun for me. People are going to eat it up. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. Especially since there's so much on the line. Like fans or no fans in the stadium. Obviously, we we love it more when fans are there. We love it more if we're able to, you know, go to Brit's Pub and check it out with other fans. But fans or no fans, watch parties or no watch parties. The Premier League this summer, if it indeed happens, that's going to be just awesome. And I am psyched. La Liga and uh, Serie A, both of them are currently aiming to resume training in May. Obviously, um, you know, Spain and Italy have been hit pretty hard. So we're looking forward to getting those leagues back. Liga 1 in France currently is aiming to resume on June 17th. But then, uh, you know, some of the not as big leagues in Europe have actually have actually announced that they're just going to be done. Belgium, for example, their board of directors just voted to cancel the remainder of the season. The Netherlands as well. After their prime minister banned professional soccer until September, the Eredivisie uh, decided that the league was going to be canceled and that they were going to award the Champions League and Europa League spots based on the current standings. And that's going to be very controversial. And I I really want to get our friend James back on to hear what he has to say about it because his team, Utrecht, I apologize for my my accent on that one, but Utrecht, his team is currently in sixth, but they're only three points behind and they played one game less than the team in fifth who qualified for a Europa League spot um, based based on this decision. So I'm excited to get a fired up James (laughs) on this podcast. Maybe we'll see what he's doing. Maybe we'll see what he's doing two weeks from now. Uh, If not, maybe we can try to get him to call in and just give us like a two minute rant about it. So, (laughs) but Justin, you you know, during these times you've resorted to Tiger King. (laughs) I've resorted to the Belarusian premier league. Tell me about the Belarusian premier league. I'm not watching. Are you going to, are you going to humor me on this one? I'm going to humor you on this one. Tell me about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to sell it to you. 
I'm I'm gonna try to sell it to you because this has become my new like uh they they play their games a little bit later into the morning than than England would. So I've actually been having it on in the background while I'm doing my grad school homework. And okay. I've I've actually really been enjoying it. So let let me try to sell it to you. So first of all, for some reason, it's still playing. They're not immune from COVID-19. Uh, no, I've, I've had a no. lot of people ask me that. There's not some miracle thing happening, right? Right. Yeah, like it's it's hitting them the way it's hitting the rest of the world, but they've kept it going for some again, for some reason. I am not uh I am not in support of just keeping life going as normal, but in Belarus they have. You can easily watch it in the United States on YouTube. And so this league by being the only league in Europe to still be playing, it's picking up a following. They're inking new TV deals mid-season in in countries around the world. The, the UK, the UK betting websites are pushing it like super hard. Like <laughs> as are the American ones, actually. <laughs> the American ones are good. Yeah, like I, I would love to sports bet if I could. Sidebar. Uh, but that's like the thing going. And I, you know, when you told me about it, I, I Googled it a little bit. And there's like there's like American sports betting websites that are that are handicapping it and talking about you know, the best plays and it's, it's crazy, right? That's it. Th- that in table tennis is also happening. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. know about table tennis. <laughs> is that on the Ocho or <laughs> normally, normally it got bumped. It got bumped up to like ESP and you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, even, uh, the thief pro, uh, the general secretary, Jonas bear Hoffman, his quote was, it is frankly not comprehensible how this could be going on. So no one understands why Belarus is still playing. I mean, I think people understand, but they don't understand the the thought process that goes into it. But right, what I'm what I'm reading is their government is downplaying the virus. It's not like they were drawing huge crowds anyway. Like they seem like if you watch say a random USL game on ESPN plus, you know, not like a Louisville or like an Indy 11 or like a New Mexico, but you, you know, a USL team that draws a lower crowd it from watching it. It seems kind of like that, it, but then there's obviously an economic incentive. We, we were talking about that with the Bundesliga thinking that they can start on May 9th. There's obviously an economic incentive for this otherwise insignificant league to start up or I shouldn't say start up, they never stopped, right? Like, so for them to keep playing. But here's the part that I'm going to sell you on it, man. <laughs> it is so incredibly tongue-in-cheek, the, the things that they're that they're doing, that I just I just love it, right? Like, I'm, you, you know, like, I'm a forward Madison fan. And part of the reason I am is not just the love of my hometown, but just the tongue-in-cheek nature of the right. club. All of the, we have like a, so Minnesota here, we have a baseball team called the St. Paul Saints, I'm guessing, right? Similar yeah. vibe, right? It's more about the ex, the experience and the product because they know the product isn't great, right? Is that the idea, right? Yeah. Just we're making a production out of it. Right. Yeah. And, and like the product isn't even awful. Like it's, they're still talented. Right. You know, they're still better than you and me out there. Right? <laughs> but yeah, it's so incredibly tongue in cheek. And, the team that's being the most tongue in cheek is the team that I have I have supported. Now, they are the the defending champions, but 
they're not like the traditional powerhouses, right? Like, so they, they, I think they won their first championship last year. Okay. And that was, and that was Dynamo Breast. And I'm not just liking it <laughs> because of the name. I'm not just liking it because of the name. Do you have, do you have a, do, is there a scarf in the mail right now? Uh, you know, <laughs> I can promise you if I wasn't married, I'd have a scarf in the mail right now. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. No, and I, and I mean, it's, Sarah wouldn't get mad if I spent $20 on a scarf, but it's, it's just kind of one of those things where you feel guilty about just stupid right. purchases, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not just the name, you know, I I'm 32. I'm over toilet humor, right? Like, so I'm not going to like a team just because they're called breast. And that's funny in the English language, <laughs> though. There is another team called sluts. What? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, again, that, oh, man. It's funny in the English language, and there's oh. if you are into toilet humor, there are some memes going on, like on like UK based uh, UK based social media outlet. Oh, that's but great! What I love about this team is they are selling virtual seats, virtual tickets to their global fans, and then they're placing mannequins throughout their stadium with the ticket holder's face printed out in <laughs> oh that's so cool mannequin's face that's so cool and then they're mailing you like a ticket and a program to the game have you got a, have, you thinking, have you thought about that sam you thought about jumping on that bandwagon again that's like one of those things that if i wasn't married like <laughs> if i wouldn't feel guilty about spending my family's resources on just something oh, yes, as stupid right, as that right. i probably would have done it oh but, boy but I, I find that just so funny. And of course, there's other there's other fans in this stadium because, you know, life is going on as normal. Right. Um, but yeah, like, so I, I joined a UK-based Facebook group and I, like the commentary they have going on during the game, it's, it's just a bunch of nonsense. But at least it's football, right? Right. <laughs> and it's fun. So it's, yeah, it's just really funny how how people are taking to this team and, you know, talking about it, getting to know the players. The broadcast doesn't have any English commentary, so it's not like you're going to really learn too much. But. but I'm sure that's part of the, you know, it's kind of fun to hear them them talk, I guess, in their language, right? And get emotional and everything, right? Uh, so the broadcast doesn't even include... Um, oh, the Belarusian or Russian. There's language. no you're just watching. You're just watching soccer without commentary. Yeah. Yeah. OK. No, I, I recommend it Um, again. Like I, I know you're in grad school. Also, I kind of like to have something on in the background to kind of make up for the fact that I'm working on yeah, a weekend. <laughs> so I have to think I, about that. I have to think about that. I recommend it. You can you can adopt uh, Dynamo Breast with me. Right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you're you're gonna get so into it. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna start a separate podcast just for man. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, we we talked uh, the ethics of the Bundesliga returning. So let let's talk ethics here for for just a second. So we we all miss we all miss soccer. We all miss sports. And here we have Belarus, who is offering us what we miss, mm-hmm. and we get to watch it for free on on YouTube. And I have been watching it and I'm, you know, using the platform that I have with uh, with our listeners in Trempolo and uh, and Country Club Hills and uh, now Mumbai and Dublin. 
I'm using my platform to advertise it. I am, you know, strongly in support of people staying inside and not spreading this uh, disease because I don't want to overwhelm our hospitals. Right. So by watching this, am I supporting something that I shouldn't? Right. Because they're, they're definitely, they're definitely, I mean, obviously you're just one person, right? But like the collective viewership is kind of what is making this league still happen. Right. And yeah. And they're kind of playing off the, the hunger for sport, right? Like there are people that don't care about soccer at all in their normal day-to-day life that are tuning in, you know, whether it's betting purposes or whether it's just for the sake of a sport, right? They're tuning into this game, these games. And yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, I guess, I guess from my perspective, like, I'm not like, obviously like I'm not, I might give it a try or whatever, but I guess when I think about it, like I, this, that is kind of why I'm against, that's why I'm so thankful, excuse me, that, that, that leagues decided to, to stop, right? We got to, there still needs to be awareness and understanding how deadly this thing is, how, you know, what this thing can do. And that, that's kind of the bone I have to pick, I guess, is like, and and maybe the argument is like why they have fans. That That's the thing that I don't get is like, why do they still have fans in the stands, right? And I'm not saying that if you get rid of fans, that all of a sudden makes it better, right? Because it's still, it's still people, you know, interacting, you know, with each other from, from different households. Yeah, I guess that's my biggest bone to pick is, is, is fans in the stands, right? Like you don't, like and, and maybe like that for them the Belarus league right like they they don't have television contracts sounds like they're getting them so maybe they'll maybe they can they can kind of cut back a little bit but but still I guess that's my my thing is like you know when it's all said and done we're laughing about it now but like what if we can attribute deaths eventually to these games that's the part for me that I'm just like like that's how I kind of felt about it as a teacher right like. You know, part of me is like, I really wish that we can go back to, to school for normalcy. Uh, you know, like, obviously, like kids are, you know, kids, you know, not, not that I'm a scientist or whatever, but like, it sounds like, it, you know, it, it's obviously not as deadly in kids. But like, if anybody dies from that, I'd be heart, heartbroken. And I think a lot of people would, right? So I guess my, you know, and who knows if and when we'll ever figure that out. But like, if deaths are attributed to this, that's going to be really heartbreaking to me. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've I've struggled with this and I, I blamed not buying a scarf or not buying a virtual ticket on, you know, being married. And prior to being married, I was more immature and maybe I would have done that anyway. But honestly, my wife doesn't care if I buy a scarf. My wife doesn't care if I buy a virtual ticket. I'm making the choice to not do that because I'm not quite sure if supporting this is a good idea. Right. Like, You know, from limited Google research, I can see that health officials are speaking out against it. I I can see that there are at least some players that are expressing safety concerns over the fact that they're still playing. And I I do feel awful about that. With that said, I am a a sucker for tongue-in-cheek. And I, yeah, I I don't want to support it. I don't want to give, I don't want to give money to it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm interested and what's going on. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really kind of a gray area. Right. It's really kind of a gray area for me in, in sports. I mean, you, you hear a lot of examples of gray areas and we, we don't need to get into it now, but 
you hear the allegations around the 2022 World Cup right. in, in Qatar. You hear the allegations that FIFA officials were taking bribes, and that's why Qatar was awarded the World Cup. And then you, you hear allegations about the working conditions for the people building the stadiums. You know, by you watching the World Cup, and you only get the chance to watch that every four years. And, like, you, you think about the upcoming World Cup, like, that's going to be, like, one of two World Cups where Christian Pulisic is in his prime. Are you going to not watch potentially a right. generational American player at, at the biggest stage because of your of your morals? And I, I think you're going to be this little conversation we're having about Belarus. This might become a bigger conversation as we get closer to 2022. Yeah. You know, you, you talk, I mean, and it's, I'm, I don't mean to just pick on Qatar because you hear about this with the, you know, the Olympics, with the IOC, you hear allegations against them, you know, allegations against the NFL about concussions and, you know, c- covering up, uh, covering up what they knew about mm-hmm. concussions, you know, you know, not to, not to wind down the podcast on such a dark note, but. <laughs> but I mean, it's serious stuff, right? Like it's, you know, I, I think that that sometimes we look the other way because, or we talk ourselves out of of something being bad because in our heads it's outweighed by something good. You know right. that we rationalize. Yeah, or or like we we talk about our U.S. women's national team and some of the uh, mistreatment they've experienced. Like, you don't want to not support them by not watching. But by right. watching them, you're automatically supporting the people that you're automatically supporting the people that are putting them down. Oh man, that's dark stuff. <laughs> that that is too dark for a Friday happy hour, Justin. <laughs> oh man. So sorry to be a buzzkill. Not um, so good, man. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 life though, right? It is. It is. So everyone, we, we hope you're all uh we hope you're all doing well. Again, we would love to have uh, more people interact with us. Podloons at gmail.com. Otherwise, interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Justin runs the Instagram. I run the Facebook and the Twitter. We split it up. Uh, you can also, you can play some pub trivia with us on Friday, May 1st at 730. So we, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have our listeners join. You don't have to know us personally. You don't have to know us personally to join. We'd love, uh, we'd love to have you. Otherwise, our next episode will be recorded around, you know, May seventh, May eighth, something like that. Two weeks from now, right? When hopefully we we have some more uh, like concrete details about sports coming back. All right. Well, it was good. Uh, it was good spending uh, this Friday afternoon with you. Ho- hope all is doing well, and uh, I look I look forward to our next episode. I do too. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons, man.